You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-510-0338. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. You're tuned Into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, February 26th, 2021, during our 26th year on the air. And again, I'm not quite there yet, voice-wise, as you can probably tell, but I'm not an imposter. I am throat uh, pain and and laryngitically uh, intact. But you go through it for the listeners, because... Yes. However, in my entire broadcasting career, and life for that matter, which is almost the same, I've never had, going on two months now, vocal cord laryngitis issues. Of course, they're saying it's post-COVID stuff. Yeah, they don't know. Everything's COVID. Yeah, exactly. Blame everything on COVID, whatever. But this is scary for me, because not only the pain, but just... Not having my voice back. It is better, I grant you, managed to get through some interviews that we've had to postpone, but we've got fresh new stuff for you this week, and very proud of that, but it's been very bizarre. It's been uh, pleasantly quieter around the studios here. That's that's (laughs) nice, yeah, because everybody (laughs) tells me, shh, constantly, shh. Yeah, yeah. We've we've sent many more text messages, even into the same uh, you know the yeah. same room as we used to. I think I use Hangouts and WhatsApp and everything else. Email certainly a whole lot more than I usually do, which is a lot anyway. Yeah, well, we, walk, we walk out to ask you a question, forgetting you can't talk, and you just make the little uh, typing on a keyboard motion with your yeah, hands you and know. point to my screen and <laughs> go back to your desk and read my answer. <laughs> but hard to do that on the radio. I mean, we were going to do supers. You know, like you would see on TV, but not many of you would have seen them. Yeah. However, we do have video of our guest interviews because that's important. Not for you to see me, but to see the guests and the products that they're showing, and including some some cool stuff coming up from uh, Sharp Electronics. Yeah, they're talking about some cool uh, additions to the kitchen. Smart kitchens, more and more becoming smarter and smarter. And I think we also managed to touch base on some air purifiers, too. So there's some cool stuff coming up on today's broadcast. We hope you stay tuned for all of it. Did I ever say I'm Dave Graveline? I'm Chris Graveline. There there you go. And and while we're on the subject of videos, you're not going to want to miss the video of the interview coming up later this hour um, about a a robot called Ricci. 
Oh, yes. Oh, that was a fun interview to do because the robot's waving at me and telling me hello and moving its antennae. Would that be plural of antenna? I would think so. I yeah. think so. Anyway, it has two antennas, and they, and they move based on its emotions. you got to see this to, uh, to get the big picture, literally. But do visit us at intotomorrow.com where you can see all the videos. And if you missed any of our CES coverage last month, there's another good example. Watch those videos as well. A lot of cool stuff. So when you hear us talk about things on the radio and you want to see the guests and their cool products and robots and whatever else, intotomorrow.com is a place to be where you can also sign up. For our free uh, tech newsletter. Yes. It's only once a week. And it's free. It's free. And you just put in your email address only, and we don't share it with anyone, so you can feel confident you're not going to be spammed or anything. But while you're there, you can also sign up for our free podcasts, unlike some other tech shows, call themselves tech shows, please, that charge you for their podcasts. Give me a break. We don't charge you to listen on your favorite radio station. We don't charge you for the podcasts either. So if you don't get all three hours on your local station then subscribe to the podcast. Or if you don't have a local station and you're listening to our stream and you want to get the podcast, you can click the notification button so you know every week the new show is available for you. Yeah? Yeah. So you should have been saying all that to give my voice a rest. Well, that's why your name's in the logo. Oh, is that it? (laughs) Right, good. While many of its uh, linear counterparts are still staggering from the impact of COVID-19, Roku continues to thrive, reporting a 58% increase in revenue during the holiday quarter as the streaming media service continued to benefit from customers watching more entertainment while stuck at home during the pandemic. The company added another 5.2 million active accounts in fourth quarter, bringing the number to 51.2 million overall. By the end of 2020, they started the year with less than 37 million active accounts. And Roku users streamed 17 billion hours during the final three months of last year, an increase of 55% year over year. Not surprising, and we know why, but interesting that companies like Roku are doing much better than I guess anticipated. Yeah. In fact, you know, that reminds me of, of being in uh, Walmart about two weeks ago, and I had this... On purpose? This, yeah, I was actually there on purpose looking for something that they didn't have. But, no. uh, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> see, you look online, so you don't have to go in. I did, but it said, uh, see, store for details or something. Oh, so. <laughs> gotcha. But I'm walking through, and I'm, you know, I'm walking past the electronics area, and we've talked on the show for many years about, you know, how, you know, usually when these gadgets come out, they're, they're really pricey, and then the prices go down. And I just, I was walking by thinking about, you know, TV. And my first, I did not know that, you know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, my first TV, you know, was, uh, was like a 42-inch plasma. My first high-def TV, not my first TV. Yeah. My first TV was like a 13-inch console TV <laughs> with like 16 colors or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, it was a $5,000 TV at only 42 inches. And I'm walking by these 65-inch smart TVs at Walmart for like 300 bucks thinking, oh, oh my God, how far, yeah, for how far we've bucks? come in like 15 years Yikes. to go from a, a much smaller – $5,000 TV yeah. to a, an even bigger $400, $300 TV. Was that a name brand? It was It was one of those like Chinese brands. But, okay, yeah, side door Korean or something. But yeah. the fact is... And I found many of those that work sometimes just as good as yep. the name brands. Yeah. Sometimes better. Yeah. TCL is a good example. I mean, I remember yeah. touring their factories from literally from sand to finished TV um, throughout their factory in China. 
And they've made more of a name for themselves, and they're just killing a lot of the competition. Well, they're one that can sell a 65-inch for three or 400 bucks. Well, you know, I'm using a Sector 5 TV at home, which they haven't even made TVs in many years. They're back to making laptops or something. But that works better than the Sony TV you've got in your bedroom, yeah. <laughs> the name brand. Yeah. Because, for one, my TV doesn't turn itself on and off. Yeah. Still having that issue, which they claim they've never heard that problem. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, they say that to all the guys yeah. <laughs> and gals. Yeah. Consumer Electronics retailer Fry's Electronics is going out of business after nearly 36 years. Moment of silence. Yeah, they don't deserve it. No, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. We've had Randy Fry on the show over the years, and then they ousted him. He was the top dog and was fun to have on and fun to talk about. And then since then, the company really went in the toilet, and now they're out of business. Yeah, well, that, that kind of mirrors Apple in a way because obviously Steve Jobs started Apple. Yeah. And then once it became big, they, they, kicked, fired him. Yeah, they kicked him out the door, and then Apple started to tank yep. until they went and bought another company that he started and brought him back on. See, they should have brought Randy Fry back. But it was a whole family fight and issues and all kinds of nonsense. But couldn't happen to a, ni- a nicer huh, company. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I mean, I know that they had some theme stores and stuff, and some people had a, had some fun times going there. And they tried or they claimed to beat all kind of online prices. Apparently, they didn't do a very good job of it. Yeah. In a statement on the website, the company said, Fry's has made the difficult decision to shut down its operations and close its business permanently as a result of changes. And they're blaming us on the same thing everybody else is. Changes in the industry and the challenges posed by the COVID-19 pandemic. Please. Uh, The company said that it would begin the wind down process as of this past Wednesday, and it has immediately stopped its normal operations. Jeez. How about... You know, mismanagement. Yeah. Because I'm sure that, in the long run, is the real reason. I mean, in in general, mismanagement ever since they kicked Randy to the curb years ago. But holy cow. Yeah, similar thing that happened to, uh, you know, former sponsor of ours, Tiger Direct. Yeah. Which, you know, if they were still around, they would probably just buy the Fry's name because that's what they tend to do. And the, mm-hmm. the last few years that that company existed, Radio Shack closed. So they bought the, the name Radio Shack. CompUSA closed. They bought the name CompUSA. They did the same thing, I think, with Circuit City. That's And how'd that work out for them? Yeah. Now but, they're closed, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. And unfortunately, it just brings more business to Best Buy, Newegg, those kind of companies, too. And... That they don't have that local feel anymore. You might have noticed an unusual pattern to the red and white in uh, the Perseverance rover's parachute as it landed on Mars last week. And NASA teased a secret message coded in the colors. Well, a student at a French computer science institution, together with his father, quickly figured out that pattern. And it was a coded message that reads, Dare Mighty Things, which is a slogan of NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. This was coded in the colors? Yeah, so if you look at the, the, the underside of this parachute from Mars rover, there's yeah. these, these weird pattern of red and white lines and dots. And, and apparently, some, there's some. I saw a TikTok video about how they figured this out, and I still can't figure it out. But it's, <laughs> you know, it, it can code it into to ones and zeros and then take those and string them into 10-bit characters, which then reads this message. Wow. And then JPL um, then revealed that the outer rings included a coded GPS coordinates for its offices in Pasadena, California. Oh, how cool. (laughs) And they figured that out? Yeah. That's neat. I mean, why not? Apparently people with too much time on their hands, but still. I mean, I don't know that, you know, a Martian that finds the parachute would know what the GPS coordinates are, but, you know, maybe. Or for that matter, the colors and what it spells out. But it was kind of fun, I'm sure, to have done anyway. Yeah. Somebody from JPL said, you know what? Let's do this and see if anybody picks up on it. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Because, yeah, I remember seeing the underside of the, uh, of the parachute as well. Didn't think anything of it except, oh, how colorful. Yeah. You know, red, especially the red planet. Whatever. Okay, get it. You know, should have been an American flag. Should have been. <laughs> that's what I think for what that's worth. Netflix managed to clear 200 million global subscribers despite fiercer competition than ever. Twelve months ago, Netflix had just logged 160 million global subscribers and was leaning further into international growth to fuel its growth ambitions. The company ended last year with more than 200 million subscribers, a milestone powered by consumers left homebound again by the pandemic, eager for entertainment, and rising demand in international markets where the streaming giant has a head start over many of their rivals. Netflix added a total of 8.5 million paid net subscribers in Q4, bringing in a record-breaking 37 million paid memberships in 2020. New ones. So they're making a killing. And I hope they continue to do more original programming of all sorts because that's got more people, I think, attracted to Netflix as well. But And now there's some moron in Congress that wants to regulate what they're allowed to show. Right. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, come on. Let's cancel that culture. <laughs> uh-huh. Gee, if you don't want to see it, don't watch it, whatever it might be. But no, the government needs to keep their nose out of that business uh-huh. and just let them and any other provider offer whatever is available. You know, if I don't want to see it, I'm not going to look at it. So what? No big deal. You know, d- delete or don't put it on my list or don't show me that again. Can you do that? I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> but kudos to, again, Roku, Netflix, all these other companies that are doing a whole lot better. And I guess some that pays off from all the pandemic issues. Yeah, I would have loved to enjoy my Netflix last weekend, but uh, I have Comcast cable or Concast cable or Comcrap cable. Well, not even cable. It's the Internet service, yeah. which, of course, meant that my Internet was down most of the weekend. Yeah, I saw, I saw your Facebook posts, and wasn't uh, wasn't a happy camper for you. It was it was out when I got home from work Friday night, and then it, they managed to get it back on sometime overnight because I woke up on Saturday morning, and it's like 7 o'clock. I'm watching stuff on Netflix, and like 8, 10 a.m., it goes out again. And nice. it took it took forever for the outage to show up on their on their stupid site. But when it did, it says uh, we're working on getting this. It should be back by nine thirty six a.m. I was like, okay, great. Nine thirty six a.m. came and went, and then it just changed to we're getting this back as soon as possible. Finally, like seven thirty o'clock, seven thirty o'clock, yeah, <laughs> seven thirty that night, it finally came back on. Really? And I, I actually, well, they put new gaffers tape on something, I guess, and it it worked. Yeah. <laughs> So and and I found myself the only way I was able to watch TV is I actually had to dig dig out my uh, Blu-ray player which was in a closet. Ooh. And I and I had to string a, an HDMI cable up to my TV cuz it was, it was it wasn't even running through the wall so I had this cable ugly cable hanging but no. and then I'm having to watch Disney movies cuz that's all I could find on Blu-ray cuz it's things I had for my son. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of Why didn't you do something like go out and do your garden or I did. Or, oh, you But that oh. only took a few hours. <laughs> Oh, well, I was clean, all the, the, clean the house then. I did that, too. Oh, boy. I did that Friday night when I had no internet. Go out for another one of your power walks. Yeah. No? No, that's too much work. Okay. The CEO of LG Electronics, Kwan Bong Suk, told employees that the company may sell, downsize, or abandon its smartphone division this year. Just as well as we never liked the LG phones anyway. And they lost roughly $4.5 billion 
during the previous five years in an increasingly competitive smartphone marketplace. So LG apparently backing out of the smartphone business. Well, I've, I've seen rumors of that, too. But on Monday, a South Korean news agency reported that they were canceling the rollable phone that they announced at CES mm-hmm. um, while the smartphone branch of the company's reorganized. But LG has since issued statements to multiple media outlets denying that that phone was canceled. Um, <laughs> in a statement to tech site Android Central, an LG spokesman said that they firmly deny that any such decision on future mobile products has been finalized. They firmly deny it. Yeah. Well, where is it? Exactly. Where's that phone? Because <laughs> they sort of teased it at CES, but they yeah. didn't really show it up. They didn't have any release information, so we'll we'll see. It had us mentioning it, too, like yeah. we did a lot of CES news, you know, the Chinese electronic show news. So who knows? But we'll stay on top of it for you. Earl in Guam listens online and on K57KGUM. Hello, Earl. Welcome into Tomorrow. It's about Adobe Illustrator. The subscription is good for a year. If I purchase the Illustrator, what happens at the end of the subscription? Does the software become unusable, or does it just block me from getting updates? Well, Earl, the software will stay installed and allow you to pick up where you left off if you subscribe again, but it won't work unless you do. Adobe switched to a monthly or yearly license model a few years ago, the way most other companies did. For example, Microsoft's Office works this way now, too. Except they don't call it Office anymore. It's, no, it's, it's uh, just Microsoft. Microsoft 365 yeah. or something. Yeah. But uh, what happens in a leap year? It doesn't work one, I guess one day. Yeah, we get one day where it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. um, now, the, the timed license model um, allowed them to skirt a lot of the piracy issues that they used to have and was favored by heavy professional users who found themselves having to spend the better part of $1,000 every year or two to upgrade to the current version at the time. Now they can remain on the latest version or run parallel versions for the monthly fee. It doesn't really work that well for individual users, but it works for Adobe's target audience, which are those professional users. Of course. And that's, again, their target audience where they're going to make their most money. Any files now that you created will remain on your computer. And if they're compatible with other software, will be functional. But the Adobe programs themselves won't work unless you renew that license. Now, if you're a casual user, there are alternatives out there, like Vector, that's V-E-C-T-R, or Inkscape that might work for you, but nothing will be exactly like Illustrator. Yeah, that's a shame, but again, they're foremost at what they're doing, and you pay for it. That's what that happens. So, Earl, let us know how it works out for you if you renew, if you do, why, if you don't, why not? And it'll help other listeners as well. By the way, you can join us anytime, 24-7, with any consumer tech question or help for another listener. How do they do that? Well, the best way is with our free Into Tomorrow app, or you can call 800-899-4686. That's 800-899-INTO. Yeah, meantime, let's all meet where I don't even have to use my voice at intotomorrow.com. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years... 
people have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-296-1440. 800-296-1440. Again, that's 800-296-1440. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. How would you like another Into Tomorrow tech tidbit? I would love one. Okay, very good. By using big data, Walmart determined that people stock up the most on strawberry Pop-Tarts and beer before a hurricane. Those are the important things. Very true. Not so much toilet paper and stuff, but strawberry Pop-Tarts and beer. Yeah. Uh, that's how that works. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live or work. Text RADIO to 35000 if you'd like more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. I mentioned it briefly in the last segment, but coming up, we're going to be chatting with Elsa Curvella. She's a chief marketing and sales officer with a company called Pollen Robotics, and she's going to be talking to us about Ricci, which is an intelligent and expressive humanoid robot that can be teleoperated using VR. And we show Ricci to you in great detail. But she starts off the interview with Ricci over her shoulder waving at me and saying hi and moving its head and its antenna and and just a whole thing that you want to watch the video as well as listen to the radio interview. So visit us at intotomorrow.com and check out that and all the other videos. Just be sure and scroll down, bookmark us, I hope. And check us out regularly so you see the cool stuff that we're sharing with you on a regular basis. And as Cameron reminds me to remind you to subscribe and hit that notification bell so you know when there's a new video posted. At? Intotomorrow.com. Need top marketing talent at a fraction of the cost of marketing agencies. Code Orange gives clients access to top marketers, brand experts, designers, website and mobile app developers, and search engine marketing pros that work for you as an extension of your team. Our experts have worked with brands like Coca-Cola, The X Games, Chanel, Carnival, Twix, and Samsung. Whether your company is big or small, we're your marketing department on demand. Learn more at CodeOrange.com. Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries. So there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over $1.30 in Canadian dollars. And it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals, and it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling Tickets That Cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 800-586-8571. 800-586-8571. That's 800-586-8571.
Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. This our 26th year on the air and our 26th year hoping to solve your digital dilemmas. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns about anything involving consumer tech, anytime, 24-7, we would love to hear from you. Of course, the best way is with the free Into Tomorrow app. Be sure to download it from your favorite app store. Just search those two words, Into Tomorrow. And then use the audio option, and you sound like you're sitting right here with us in the studio. Your voice will be far better than mine these days, so do let us hear from you. Or the old-fashioned way still works, toll-free from anywhere in North America, 800-899-INTO, 800-899-4686, anytime, 24-7. Ricci is an intelligent and expressive humanoid robot that can be teleoperated using virtual reality. Joining us now from the company behind Ricci is the chief marketing and sales officer for Pollen Robotics, Elsa Curvella. Elsa, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Hi, Dave. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing better. Thank you very much. Am I saying your name correctly, uh, Elsa Curvella? Yes, Okay. And, correct. And where yes. are you joining us from? Uh, I'm located, Pollen Robotics is located in Bordeaux in France, oh. in the southwest of France. Oh, c'est bon. Well, bienvenue. <laughs> Glad to have you with us. And I'm assuming uh, for those who are listening on the radio, know that you can come see the interview with Elsa and Ricci. I'm assuming that's Ricci behind you. And of course, we have the video at intotomorrow.com anytime at your convenience. So uh, hi, hi, Ricci. Does, does Ricci say hi back or anything? <laughs> Yeah, Richie can say hi. Richie, do you want to say hi to Dave and the auditors? Oh, Richie is moving its head and waving. Very cool. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Pollen Robotics, first of all, and then let's f- learn more about Richie. Sure. So Pollen Robotics is a startup company. We're based in France, and uh, the company was created in 2016. And uh, at the origin of Pollen Robotics are two uh, former researchers who did the PhD in artificial intelligence and uh, robotics. And so these guys uh, decided to create their own company in order to bring Ricci to the world and to create uh, a a new generation of uh, robots. Wow. So why the name Ricci? I'm assuming that means that the robot can reach for things, perhaps that I might not be able to reach or or help me uh, as this humanoid robot. Is that kind of the goal here? Uh, Ricci. So the name is uh, based on the fact that this robot is really good at actually manipulating objects and being able to reach out for things and getting them and then moving them around. So that's the, the origin of the name. Gotcha. And we talk about uh, in the introduction of you that uh, we can control Ricci with uh, virtual reality, uh, VR. How does that work? Well, actually, right now, Ricci is being uh, teleoperated using virtual reality. So uh, my colleague, Gael, who's here in the company, is uh, wearing a VR headset and she's using the controllers. And so she's able with her own body to control Ricci. And she sees exactly what Ricci sees right now. So, oh, okay. So, cool. so she can see you right now. So Richie can see you. So hi, Richie. I'm saying hi back and I'm assuming that, <laughs> and Richie is saying hello back too. Uh, I'm assuming then that the eyes, one looks bigger than the other, are cameras as well? Exactly. So initially you've got the two eyes for two different cameras. Um, 
we we actually wanted to have two cameras to just do the exact same look as a person with two eyes and having one bigger and one smaller was initially because we had one with a wide angle and one uh. with a narrow angle. Right now we're using actually two similar cameras of very high quality, but we kept the look of it because it gives Richie kind of a quirky and cute look to the robot. Yes. And, and the two antenna that are on Richie's head, are they functional? Is this part of the control or is it just to make it look more like a robot? Um, it's actually for emotion displaying. So oh. we found out that uh, it's quite a cute thing as well to have this on the robot. So um, my colleague who's controlling <laughs> Richie, she, she actually has two buttons on the controllers and she can uh, give some emotions such as uh, happy or sad. <laughs> That's so, so cute. Sad. So the and antenna. A lot of different emotions, basically. So it's yes. not really functional, but it's yeah. giving a lot of emotions to the people that Richie is interacting with. And again, for those listening on the radio, I'll describe that the antenna are moving side to side yes. and wiggling and, and carrying on, which certainly did display emotion. When she went with both antennas on the side, it, it looked sad. So at exactly. that point, Richie was sad when they were wiggling, obviously happy, kind of like a dog's tail. Uh, very, exactly. very friendly. Yes. So who did you develop Richie for? Who did we develop Richie for? Well, initially, Richie is a is a platform. It's a humanoid robot, but it's a prototyping platform. So it's initially targeting researchers and engineers who need to have a kind of universal base for them to develop uh, robotic applications. So Richie, as I was telling you, is really good at manipulating objects. And now you understand that it, he's really good at interacting with people as well. Mm -hmm. So any robotic application that is linked to those two things can be really interesting to develop on Ricci. So today we work with a lot of researchers and engineers so that Ricci can be uh, used for them to, for instance, be an assistant robot for elderly people or for handicapped, handicapped persons. But Richie can be really good to be a host and to welcome guests and to hand them something like a flyer or to greet them and show them the way, uh, for instance. Uh, Richie can also be great in the retail business uh, in order to uh, move some packages around and uh, take some items to different places. You've got a lot of different applications that are possible for Richie. So uh, it sounds like you're covering all the bases, not only for consumers, but business, industry, all sorts of options there. So Ricci does move around as well, not just not just stand there and, and look cute and wave. It does a lot of functionality. It does have a lot of functionalities. And uh, we're currently working on the mobility of Ricci. Uh, now it's uh, available uh, as a static uh, solution, but we're working on the mobility aspect of it. So Ter yes, Richie is going to be moving around quite a bit. Uh, terrific. And I understand that people love interacting with Richie. So whether it's a, a business environment or I guess a consumer situation, uh, the reaction has been, I'm sure for the most part, very favorable. Yeah. And I think the best example I can give you is uh, when we went to CES 2020. And that was the first time that we introduced Richie to the world. And so we witnessed like hundreds of interactions between people at the CES and Richie. And it was quite amazing to see how people were being very friendly to him. They wanted to talk to him. They were smiling back to him, which is not a very common thing between people and robots. Some people are kind of weirded out by robots, but yeah. Richie has the exact opposite effect. 
That's interesting. So rather than looking around for who's operating Ricci, they're exactly. communicating with Ricci. Does Ricci speak? Uh, can yeah. it can it hear and and react to us or answer a question or two or or say hi Dave or something like that? <laughs> Um, currently, I won't be able to show you that, okay. but uh, Richie, yes, he Richie has all the capabilities to do so. So either it is run autonomously or it can be controlled with VR. So if you use it with VR, for instance, you can uh, have your own voice being spoken out of Richie's speakers. Uh, okay. Otherwise, you can uh, program Richie to a specific application and you can give it whichever voice you want. Got you. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So if it's working perhaps as a greeter at a hotel lobby or at a retail store, you might want it to sound different uh, than if it's uh, helping grandma at home. Uh, exactly. So it might be a, a, a different voice, a different delivery altogether. Is Ricci available yet? Yes, it is available. And uh, so it's been available for a whole year. And recently at CS 2021, which, as you know, happened 100% virtually. Yes, uh, the first time in 26 the, years, we sorry. couldn't be there either. So we certainly, we know exactly. the virtual scenario, but that's good. So. That's good. And so we were lucky to participate. And uh, that time we released the VR teleoperation application. So uh-huh. Richie and virtual reality teleoperation are available. Terrific. And of course, now the important question is how much in U.S. dollars does Ricci cost? Is it something affordable for consumers or at the moment is it we got to wait for version two maybe when when a consumer can afford it? Well, it depends what your budget is, but I guess uh, you're going to have to wait until version two. Right now, Ricci plus the VR teleoperation application are a total of $25,000. Wow. Okay, I'll take two. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> if you'll take my check. Um, wow. But for what it does or can do, it certainly sounds very, uh, I guess, reasonable because it's it seems to be one of a kind. I mean, we've seen in our travels when we back in the good old days when we could all travel uh, that we've seen many robots or humanoid type things that can mm-hmm. do certain things, but not all from what I've gathered that Ricci can do so far. So uh, I guess that's the goal is you want to get more of them out there and then they can become more affordable uh, for us consumer types. Exactly. So our goal is really to um, get Ricci into our everyday life, into our homes, because we believe that Ricci can be an amazing assistant, especially as I was saying to elderly and to uh, handicapped people. Sure. And so... The goal would be that further into the development, Ricci becomes a more affordable solution and that consumers can get access to Ricci. I mean, for $25,000, I think the first thing I'd say is go get me a beer because apparently <laughs> Ricci can do that, right? Go to the yeah. kitchen, open the fridge, grab a beer, bring it to me. And it's like, okay, you've kind of earned your money almost. <laughs> so where do you see Ricci and perhaps its counterparts headed into tomorrow? What are we looking forward to kind of around the corner with Ricci? Um, so where do we see Ricci in uh, in five or 10 years? Is yeah. that what you're asking? Sure. Yep. Sure. Um, so like I was saying, I think Richie is going to be an amazing assistant robot. And then, uh, with the mobility aspect to it, he's going to be able to evolve in uh, many different environments. Um, we believe that Richie is really, um, a platform that is helping, um, developers to create some new robotic applications. And so our goal, just like we have computers or smartphones today is that Richie can be the next platform 
for robotic applications. And so we want to have this available for as many people as possible and then people to contribute by developing their own applications as well. Uh, very true. And I'm sure it's virtually limitless when folks it can is. come up with other ideas. And again, the virtual reality platform helps because then they can have total control. Do you need internet access in order for Ricci to work? Uh, in order for Ricci to work autonomously, you don't need any internet access. Um, if you want to run Ricci remotely using VR, yeah. definitely you will need some internet access. Okay, terrific. Well, we invite our audience who has not had an opportunity yet to see this video to come to intotomorrow.com and you'll see our discussion with Elsa and Ricci over her shoulder. And uh, I'll say goodbye to Ricci and, and hope Ricci says goodbye back. Goodbye, Ricci. And, oh, <laughs> very cool. And I love it. Very neat. And apparently happy because the antennae are moving. Uh, Elsa, yes. thank you for spending a few minutes with us. Uh, we're delighted to be able to talk about uh, Pollen Robotics and Ricci. And let's stay in touch because as you do more, we want to be able to share that with our audience. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dave. My pleasure. Again, you want to visit pollen-robotics.com. For more info, we'll get you there, too, when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Meantime, we're bringing you further into tomorrow, and there's more to come. Stay tuned. I'm Dave Graveline, here on the Advanced Media Network. Since Ingrid Newkirk founded PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, in 1980, it has become an unstoppable force and the largest animal rights organization in the world. Now Ingrid has published, along with best-selling author Jean Stone, Animal Kind, an exploration of the richness of animals' lives. Ashley Byrne is the associate director of PETA. Ashley, tell me about Animal Kind. It talks about remarkable discoveries about animals because we're really learning more about animals um, constantly. Some of what we're learning is about how they relate to each other and, um, you know, how they construct their families and find their partners. And it's beautiful. Tell me your Instagram and tell me where can people go for more information? People can visit PETA.org for more information. They can order a copy of Animal Kind there. Um, and PETA's Instagram is just at PETA. On our website, you can download a cruelty-free shopping guide. We have a recipe database with thousands of recipes. Into Tomorrow continues, and in the odd event that you don't want to call in and participate, we love hearing you, so please do that. You can now even send a text to our 800 number. Thanks to Text Me Anywhere, try it. We're going to select a few more for a few prizes. You simply text to... 800-899-4686, or you can even text 800-899-INTO. That works as well. Ah, there you go. And if you do, first name, city, and how you hear us, please. Because otherwise, it's just your text, and we don't know who you are. Yeah, and you can even let us know in that same text if uh, we've listed a prize that you'd like to win for your uh, text. Ah, stay tuned, because we're going to share with you some new cool stuff that we have available. And all we, well, we say no promises, no guarantees, but tell us if you prefer one or two of those items, and we'll do our best to get something to you. Meantime, this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys, streaming media and podcasting solutions for the smartest businesses on the Internet. Visit StreamGuys.com. Jump aboard the time machine. You got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History. This Week. 
Here's Chris. Here's Chris, who has a voice. Yeah. In 1877 this week, Emil Berliner, the man behind so many inventions, came up with a little thing called the microphone. And it's a good thing, too, because the bell system, which was run by Alexander Graham Bell, of course, was in desperate need of something to save it from financial ruin and help the progress of the telephone. In 1983, this week, after only being available in Japan, compact discs and players were released for the first time in the United States and other markets. In 1995, this week, Yahoo was officially incorporated. The company actually began about a year earlier, when founders Jerry Yang and David Philo, who were electrical engineering graduate students at Stanford University, created a website named Jerry and David's Guide to the World Wide Web. Yeah. I think Yahoo's a better name. Exactly. In 2004 this week, NASA scientists reported that the Mars rover Opportunity had discovered evidence that water was once present on the surface of the red planet. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. And this week in 2017, the Nintendo Switch console was released to the public in most regions by Nintendo and was a huge success. The concept of the Switch came about as Nintendo's reaction to several quarters of financial losses attributed to poor sales of its previous console, the Wii U, or as many of us call it, the Wii Y. Yeah, oh, gee. <laughs> yeah it didn't, didn't go over as well as people thought. Yeah, That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer electronics and home appliances. Get more info at ifa-berlin.com. So if you'd like any of the particular prizes we're about to mention, no promises, no guarantees, but do tell us when you call in, and we'll do our best to get that item to you, among other things. From Sylvania, we've got Smart Plus Wi-Fi light bulbs, so you can control your lights with any mobile device. From LFO, infrared e-therm ear and forehead thermometers for babies, infants, and adults. From WGP glasses, Bluetooth audio sunglasses, so you can see and hear differently. From Pet Peanut, it's a fun new way to manage your tech rage. Jabra has provided Elite Active 75T true wireless earbuds with active noise cancellation and hear-through. And a bunch of online codes from TurboTax, good for any of their products to help you file your income tax fast and easily. Join us. Visit us at intotomorrow.com. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-419-2335. 800-419-2335. That's 800-419-2335. And into tomorrow, tech tidbit for you. Death by PowerPoint is a term relating to the intense boredom of useless PowerPoint presentations. Many people can relate to that. Yeah. Hopefully not you. 
I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. Text RADIO to 35000. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Kipper in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, listens to our free podcast, by the way, now hosted by Blueberry, sends the following email. He says, since installing Norton 360 and VPN, my Grace Mondo can no longer find my Wi-Fi. Oh. Their support team is, quote, off during the pandemic, so I thought you might know. Is this Grace Norton situation casual or just a coincidence? First of all, how, why would any support team be off during the pandemic? I mean, work from home and solve people's problems. Because it's Norton. Yeah, true. Kipper, it should just be a coincidence. The VPN and antivirus would both work at the device level. Yeah, some routers do have VPN settings, but even if it's set up on the router, which would make it the gateway for all devices, it's still external only. The local network shouldn't be affected in any way. Now, neither the antivirus nor the VPN should be affecting discoverability. So we'd power cycle everything since network devices are a little temperamental, but it's probably not the VPN or antivirus software. Yeah, most likely not. Uh, Kipper, let us know if even the powering down everything and back up again, hopefully that easy, solves your problem. Yeah, now we tried doing that with 2020 and then it didn't work when it came to 2021. We yeah. tried just rebooting it. And and I remember on January 7th, I wanted to uh, say I tried the seven-day free trial. I wanted get my money back. That didn't work either. Yeah. Uh, what can I say? Do join us next time. Consider calling us, won't you? 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Or use the free Into Tomorrow app where you can send a message to the studio right from there. <laughs>